reading is taken from John, chapter 17, verses 20 to 23, which you should be able to find on page 1085. That's John 17, 20 to 23. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them, even as you have loved me. They were good words, weren't they? I was trying to find a word because uh, I think we've got a lot going on this morning. Next 15 minutes, there is a lot going on. And we're in a part of John's Gospel where we're dealing with big, big things, big truths. And so we need all of God's help. Um, we need his spirit to bring these truths alive, to make them uh, mean something to us, to help us understand. So let me lead us in a prayer. Uh, Father, we pray simply that you would send your spirit now to open our minds, to give us understanding that we wouldn't otherwise have, uh, to receive and uh, with joy uh, the wonderful truths that you would have for us this morning. Uh, Father, please change us, make us more like your son, and we pray in his name, amen. So, is that a fly? That's not part of this morning. Um, you should never draw attention to such things because you're just thinking about that fly now. Um, there are lots of things that I would love us to learn this morning, but the one thing is up here. It is our oneness is our witness. And a great way to learn things is to say them out loud. So I'd love it if we can say it out loud now together. So together, our oneness is our witness. Our oneness is our witness. Rachel read beautifully earlier, but the passage is so short, I thought we'd read it again. Can never read the Bible too much. Uh, we're on page 1085 if you'd like to follow. Uh, we stick it up on the screen otherwise. Uh, but we've got three questions, okay? A question for Sunday Club, who is Jesus praying for? Question for Pathfinders, what does Jesus pray for? And for grafted older ones, why does Jesus pray this? Now, Sunday Club Pathfinders grafted, Annabelle, 
be warned, I could pick on you, so um, be listening hard. Jesus had just been praying to his father for the friends who are with him, the 11 disciples. Then he continues in prayer, verse 20, by saying, my prayer is not for them alone, not for the disciples alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Great, first question then. Who is Jesus praying for? Someone in Sunday club? Let's stick the answer up there so we can see it. So who is Jesus praying for? Who's going to help me out? I'm drowning up here. Someone in Sunday Club. Yes, Patrick. Who do you think those might be for those who believe in Jesus through their message? Any idea? It's Christians. Well done. It's those people who love Jesus and follow Jesus. So this is a prayer for us. So we've got to really listen in now to see what Jesus prays for us. What's it going to be? Is it going to be for our health? Is it going to be for our wealth? Is it going to be for our happiness? Well, Pathfinder, let's have the next question. What does Jesus pray for? Someone in Pathfinders? Uh, Ed? Hey, well done last night. Good result, Ed. Very pleased for you. Sorry. Um, Ed supports Liverpool. Sorry, mate. Um, what, what does Jesus pray for? He prays, and if you look, three times... Jesus prays that Christians would be one. This word unity, united, means to be one. Now that sounds a bit weird, doesn't it? Jesus prays that we will be one. Okay, someone engrafted, Annabelle. Uh, what, why does Jesus pray this? Stick the answer up there for her. that the world will know that Jesus has been sent from God. So if he prays three times for oneness, for this unity, he prays the reason being, and he tells us twice, so that world may believe, the unbelieving world may believe that God has sent Jesus, that the unbelieving world will know that God has sent Jesus. Right. So, back to our oneness is our witness. Now, to witness is to show something is true, something really happened. So, this morning, I was playing around with this bottle outside of water. Have I got my witnesses here? Come up the front. So, our witnesses are going to tell us what happened, show us what was true. Uh, Ed, what happened? Uh, Richard exploded the bottle. So, 
I did something silly with it. And just to see whether he's a good witness, whether Patrick's a good witness and Ed, let's see what happened. Got a little video. Brilliant, thank you boys. So can you see, a little example to understand what to witness is, is it to, to show something is true, that it really happened. Now what does Jesus, in his prayer, want us to show really happened, is true? Well, he wants us to know where he comes from and who he is. So where has he come from? He's been sent from the Father. He's been sent from God in heaven to earth. And what does he want us to know about him? Well, who he is, that he really is God's son. That's what Jesus wants us to know. Now, how is that going to happen? How am I going to help my friends, the people I work with, to know that Jesus is brilliant? To know that Jesus is someone that they maybe don't yet know that they need, but how wonderful and beautiful uh, his life is and how much we need him. Well, the answer is to do with this oneness, being united, being one. And that's our job this morning, is to unpack that as we go through. In a moment, I'm going to... Uh, we're going to imagine that this is God's kitchen, okay? And this is God's uh, kitchen table, and we're going to invite God up, three people of our church, and they're going to play the role of different persons, of uh, the Godhead, okay? But before we do that, I've got a little slide just to bung up there. So here is you and me. When I think about being united, when I think about unity, I naturally think about my relationship with everyone here, with brothers and sisters, with Christians, but the thing I've got really excited with as I've looked at three, these three verses is before we step that way, we've got to step backwards to understand that the unity that God has in himself and the unity that I and you and all of us can enjoy with God. So before we understand, we're not really going to think this morning about being one with the church. We're thinking about what it means to be one with God, just as God is one. Um, let me read a little bit out of this book. I cannot recommend this book enough, and this has been really helpful to me. This is probably a little bit for the grown-ups, so forgive me, boys and girls, if this is a little bit um, hard. So in the, our book of the term, um, Enjoying God, we should all buy that just for the title of the uh, book, shouldn't we? Enjoying God, because I want to enjoy God. Uh, the most astonishing phrase in the Lord's Prayer is, Our Father the phrase that begins the prayer. The point is not, that, is not just that Christians are family together with one another, though that's true. The point is when, that when we pray with Jesus, the point is that we pray with Jesus and with Jesus we say our Father. Your Father in heaven is the Father of Jesus. The relationship that Jesus has with God the Father is now the same relationship that you have with God the Father. So imagine a scene. The disciples have watched Jesus pray. They've sensed the intimacy he has with God. They can see Jesus has a unique, close relationship with God. They're still piecing together exactly what this means. What they don't 
quite realize yet is that Jesus is God, eternally sharing one divine being, eternally loved by the Father. For Jesus, the intimacy of heaven is continued here on earth in the intimacy of prayer. And then Jesus walks over to one of them, puts an arm around his shoulder, one of the disciples, and says, this is how you should pray. Our Father. In other words, pray with me. Share my relationship with God. For you are loved as I am loved. And that's what I want us to get this morning, is that our, our intimacy, our oneness with the Godhead, with the three persons of the Godhead. Okay, so... Uh, Wonderful actors, come and join me up the front. Um, we have made, at great cost, um, these uh, T-shirts um, with one on the back, and we've got God the Spirit. We've got uh, God the Father, and we've got God the Son. Brilliant. Now, they're going to sit down, and they're going to start having playing a game um, while we think tomorrow it's back to school. Sorry to remind you of that, guys. Um, so in order to be prepared to go back to school, to make sure that we haven't forgotten everything we've learned, we're going to do some maths, okay? So we've got some school maths. Um, one plus one plus one equals three. Well done. School maths, easy. Right, now we've got Bible maths. Bible math, same question. One plus one plus one equals? Derek, spot on. Derek's on fire this morning. Because the three persons, so we've got God the Father, God the Spirit, God the Son. And remember, the Spirit is a person. It's not an it, not a thing. Um, they are separate people, but they are one. They are one family. So one plus one plus one equals one. And what we're going to do as, as we're here, they're going to change places every now and then because the reason for that, as we look at God and have a relationship with God, sometimes we're praying to the Father. Sometimes we're um, thinking about the Spirit's work or, or learning about Jesus. So we have a different relationship. We've got all these relationships that we can have with God in the Godhead. Right. Um, so let's find out a little bit about what this family is like so we've got uh, one father one son one holy spirit gives us a family not of three but of one I'm in a family of five but God is in a family although there's three of them of one because they are one so Jesus um, tell us oh what is your family um, like? We're like one. Well, what does that mean to be one? Well, I'm in the Father, and I'm in the Son. You see, we're all so close. It's like we're inside each other, like identical triplets, but just not completely identical. <laughs> you don't quite look the same. Quite look the same, but we're one. Wonderful. That's the main thing, spirit. Scott. Um, Jesus, what do you think of the Father? I love him to bits. And Father, what do you think of the Son? What do I think of my Son? What do I think of Jesus? What a strange question. I love him to bits. We're, we're devoted to each other. Now, come on, God the Father. 
Um, all of us here, we all know that every family has its squabbles. So give us a bit of gossip. When did you last fall out with each other? So are you beginning to get it? As we look at this family, this perfect family, they're not like a family of teachers' pets or perfect Peters. That's a sort of sickly family that drives me away. The relationships in this family are so beautiful that we should be drawn in, saying, hey, I want to be part of that. I want some of that. What we're going to do now is to uh, sing again, and we're going to sing a brilliant song, brilliant words that remind us, that teach us of this oneness that God has in himself, Father, Son, and Spirit. So let's stand to sing together. Uh, slightly embarrassing, I've forgotten the big main point that I want us to go home having learned. Anyone tell me what it is? Sarah Hamilton? Brilliant. Our oneness is our witness. Jesus prays for those who have believed the message of the apostles that we may be one so that the world will know where Jesus came from, sent by the Father, who Jesus is. He really is God's Son. So, have you noticed anything funny about the, these three here, about their, what they do with these things. Anyone notice what's slightly odd? No one noticed? Uh, Dawn? Yep, so they've got uh, this fist clenched and this one open. wonder what that's about. Let's ask them. Um, Father, um, what, what have you got that closed for? So I suppose it's a bit like if you hold someone's hand, like a young child holding mummy or daddy's hand, you could say that you're connected to them, that you are one. So that's the point of the closed fist, is to remind us of the oneness that uh, the three people in the Trinity have with each other. Okay, and what about this, um, this other hand, this open hand? What's uh, going on there? Brilliant. The great love that we enjoy as a family together, we're, we're not going to keep it to ourselves, we're going to live it out, we're going to share it with the world. So as we close, the question for us is, is how do you and I fit into this family? I think we've sung two or three times about this word being adopted. And the only way that we can come into this perfect family, because I am not perfect. You ask my family of five what I'm like, and they will say I'm not perfect. How can I come into this perfect family? I need to be adopted. I need to be changed. I need to be made perfect. And as I find my place at this 
imaginary table, well, notice what has happened to my hand. You see, I can't hold on to these three physically, but I can share the love that they know and have with each other, far from perfect as I am. And as they work in my life, what happens is that I begin to come, become like them. So if we chuck up that slide on the um, screen, the game they've been playing is the Fruits of the Spirit game, Galatians 5. And so what is God like? What are uh, the three of them like? Well, they're perfectly kind, perfectly patient, perfectly gentle, full of joy. And as I get adopted into the family, so they work in me to begin to change me from the inside out. So I display their character in the world. And what's got to happen then, or the way things work then, is that um, I live that out with my open hand. So I go into the world changed to live out, to become a person who is loving, who is kind, who is gentle, in the hope and in the prayer that the world, my unbelieving friends, will sit up and see how beautiful Jesus is, how wonderful God is, how that unity that they enjoy, that we can enjoy. So why don't we just close our left hand and imagine uh, that we are taking hold of God, one of the persons in the Trinity, because we are one with him. And as he works in us, let's open up our right hand to remind us that this oneness is our witness, like that bottle of fizzy water, uh, people watching on to come along up here and say, it's true, it went everywhere, the bloke's an idiot. So as we become, uh, take on the character of Jesus, it's not just for ourselves, but it is to be lived out, lived out with unbelieving friends, family, but lived out also in the church itself. Wonderful truths. Uh, let me lead us in a prayer. Uh, Father, it is humanly impossible to persuade uh, men and women, boys and girls, of the truth of what we've been looking at this morning. Uh, but you have not only sent Jesus uh, to earth to live the life that we can never live, to die the death that we deserve, but you has, have also sent your spirit to receive these truths and to be changed by them. Father, uh, please change us. Please would you delight to do that work we can never do and do it not for us, but for your praise, for your glory. And we pray in your son's name. Amen.